Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Game Bite Show podcast. Everybody, it's uh, April the 26th. It's actually my son's 13th birthday. Happy birthday to my boy, Legrand. His name is also Legrand. Wow, 13, huh? He is 13. I have a teenager in my house officially. Um, That's, uh, anyway, it's a day uh, 972 of quarantine. I bet you guys all thought we were dead since we missed an entire week of podcasting. Yeah, we're a real podcast again. Yeah. Just like we're Pinocchio. back, though. Um, back in black. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And I think uh, Jeremy is going on day 700 of his beard he's been working on. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually. I was kind of toying around with the idea of doing that Viking thing where they like braid it in half. Oh, the dime like, girl. You should do that. More than that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm gonna go all the way with it. I'm, I'm going on day four of this little, or day three of this little mustache. I got. I think I can see a whisker there. Is that a? You see something going on? Yeah, I can think of. Yeah. I've been pretty diligent your... about shaving. So. I usually shave, and for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm going to keep this mustache. Because <laughs> you know, that's what you do when you're stuck at home. And you we're, all we're all going through hard times. We're all going through Going through Plenty hell right now. Going around, that's for damn sure. We're not even going to recognize uh, each other when we all get out of this thing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, welcome to the show, people. It's uh, Sunday. It's that day where we talk about uh, video game news and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything else to report? Anything else? Uh, you know what? I do have one thing to report. This is the week. This is the week that I've decided it's the time to get into 3D television. No way. Yeah. 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 So I have this 3D TV. I replaced this TV like I don't know three years ago, four years ago, something like that. You just it noticed different... it's 3D. Well, no, I noticed it was 3D, but my old, but the old, my the old uh, system that I had was one of those infrared shutter type things. Like it was a passive. You got uh, some of those reading glasses from Costco, and all of a sudden things were just weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one now uses Bluetooth instead of an infrared emitter. So all my old glasses were no good. So I finally, I don't know why. And again, I think I'm chalking this up to the same thing that's causing Legrand to grow a mustache. <laughs> but I went looking around on Amazon. I'm like, I'm gonna find some Bluetooth glasses, and nothing really says whether it works with this specific TV. It's like here's a, here's a set that's like twenty five bucks. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna live for today. And I ordered these three D glasses, and I got them pretty quickly, in fact. And then I'm like, all right. So I put out I pulled out Tron Legacy, and at first oh, they dude, were, I mean, that's at, good. Yeah, at first wild. they were kind of wonky. Yeah, oh yeah, Olivia very wild. <laughs> um, but oh, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, and they worked, and they worked, and so I'm like, you know what? Three D TV is in for 2020. <laughs> I'm making it happen. Bringing it back. So that's what I got to tell you guys. My, uh, I have a, I have a monitor that's compatible with Nvidia's 3D, whatever. It's I called. want that. I want that. Wait, but is it? I've, is I've it, got a monitor. Is it G-Sync? That's not 3D. They have like a no. 3D vision. It's like Nvidia 3D vision. Oh, okay, so this is from before. I, I do have a G-Sync monitor. I do have that. This monitor I'm using right now is G-Sync. Hell Everything's got G-Sync in it now. We're FreeSync, which is the free. I'm still using like, a open source version. 11 year old monitor at this point well any monitor you buy today will have g-sync or free sync yeah for sure. i should get one 
Those are, those are different, though. GeForce's thing is that it'll take non-3D-developed de games and just kind of assume some 3D, stereoscopic 3D stuff. So you could play, like, some Tron 2.0. Oh, we, we were talking about G-Sync. Oh, I thought you were talking about 3D. We were at first, but then oh. we moved on from that. I was all excited. I'm bored now. I'm yeah, you're right, though. It, it does do exactly that. What you should do, Jeremy, is... Okay, follow me here. Okay. You get your <laughs> you get you get your Half Life, Alex. Whatever okay. you're saying is gonna be right up Jeremy. I mean, I'm already <laughs> I'm like salivating right now. No, you get your Half Life, Alex, but you play that version that is meant for like not you know it's like the community mod that's meant for not VR <laughs> and run it through the GeForce thing to like put it back in 3D. No, I mean you got to run it through like your Vita at some point, but then yeah. then yeah, back to the the GeForce thing so it's 3D, but not VR. I'll start you looking into a, that. You need to stream it from your PlayStation 4 to your Vita TV that's attached to the same TV that your PlayStation 4 is. Listen, listen, these that's guys are joking. Thing. But hey, listen, listen, all you you listeners there, so Dale and Legrand already know this, but in addition to my 3D glasses, I did a little bit of home engineering the last couple weeks here. Oh, yeah. And I uh, I used a uh, a number of MacGyver tactics <laughs> and made myself a lay-in bed. Crackers. Yeah, I did. I used a <laughs> yeah, cracker what, box, what rubber town, bands. Townhouse crackers? There was specifically, I, you know, of all the boxes in my house, <laughs> I had to try a couple different ones. Believe it or not, that was not my first attempt at oh, this thing. Um, because, you know, I had some that would fit the phone kind of, but it was too close to my eyes, so everything was blurry. So I had You're to, like, go, and I, I went to my pantry, and I'm like, yeah, get out of here, you crackers. I don't care What's about you. What's the DPI you. on that screen you got going on there, bro? Uh, well, it's it's a nice, you know, Samsung phone or whatever, but but the idea is that I can I can put this thing on my head, and I cut out a little, like, face contour thing so it fits over my nose. Right. And uh, and with a rubber band, I can keep the phone on the other end of it. Did so you put can... any foam around it to, like, block out the, the I, light? No, I don't really need that because it's usually nighttime when I do it, but I, I do. Uh, it does kind of start to dig into your face skin a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's why. That's that, too, for comfort reasons. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. the idea basically being that I can lay in bed with a Bluetooth controller paired to my phone and do some remote play or do some GeForce Now on my Android and uh, just lay in bed until I pass out. You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let me. Do you want to know how many minutes I've actually logged on this thing since oh, I figured out that it works? Like 17 minutes. Something like that. I was like 15 <laughs> minutes, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired for this. It may, it may be, it may be that the position of the phone is not actually the thing that's preventing me from getting some gaming done in bed. Hmm, weird. So yeah. yeah, I can't play video games in bed. My my arms always fall asleep with when I'm holding my switch. That's the thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. But if you had that thing mounted so that it was in front of your face, and you could just keep your controllers at your sides, that work. That's what you want, right? Oh no. Nah. I uh, something. I uh, the most I do in bed, you know, extracurricular is uh, I have my Kindle, and like I'll I'll read some books on my Kindle. Snore. And it's it's not even very heavy. <laughs> so like when you drop it on your face, it doesn't really hurt that much. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah. That's all right. I can get on. I, I fall asleep watching Marvel movies every night. On my oh, yeah, iPad. yeah. How's that going? You're doing a rewatch. You're doing a sleep rewatch. Dude, I, I got through uh, uh, the last one, Endgame. Last night I did. I finished it. Oh, you haven't gotten Spider-Man Far From Home. I yet? wasn't watching. I wasn't watching all of the movies. I was watching Captain America movies and Avengers movies. Oh, I see. Because yeah. uh, I really don't. I really don't. I don't really care. <laughs> I have to. I have to hand it to you because that's more interest in those movies than even I have. I mean, I'm Listen, like. Listen, the quarantine does changes a man. Yeah, okay? I know. like I hear you. I've seen all like, those okay. movies once in the theater, and uh, yeah, and, and that's where and I that's, was with all these movies that I watched. All these ones that I watched again are ones that where I basically probably seen them once in the theater, and that was it. You know what? This is making me tired already. Just even thinking about this, Listen, sapping my Thanos. Energy. 
Thanos almost got him, guys. This he time almost, he, uh, yeah. he almost did it. Almost. He almost did it, but guess what? The Avengers, they, they super assembled. And, uh, they used time golly, travel. They what a back. That was a close one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the time travel story. I don't want to think about it. It's the worst. Give me a freaking break. I know. I mean, when I first saw that, I'm like, okay. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Uh, okay. It was the worst. I'm like, okay, guys. Like, yeah, the action was cool. It was kind of cool that they went back in time. But if you think about it for a minute, you're like, okay. Like, that's that what you came up dumb. with after 20 years of making these movies? They're going to do time <laughs> travel know. at the end? Okay, how are we going to fix this? Well, we go back in time and yeah. we fix it. Oh. Got it. Got it. Snap your fingers, bro. Well, problem. I have started assembling models for my third Warhammer 40,000 army. Dude, the one of these days, Talons I say this every, every single time you bring up Warhammer, I say, one of these days I'm going to make it up to old Beaverton, yeah. Oregon, and, and we're going to play some freaking Warhammer tabletop. Yeah, it's going to be total. It's going to happen. Cool. Listen, I, I, I could probably drive up there right now. I'll just pack up my car full of like beef jerky and Pop-Tarts, and I'll just head my way that way. I won't have to stop at any hotels, and we'll just play some freaking Warhammer, bro. I'm that clean. sounds good. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'll explain, uh, you know, how this is happening by the time you get here. Yeah, quarantine changes a man. Tell you what, it's gonna have a full mustache by then too. Dude, it's gonna be so long. <laughs> I'm gonna be curling it and twirling it like I'm, like I'm. Well, when you cross be... the border into Oregon, it automatically just like grows <laughs> a centimeter. Like ah, oh, all of a sudden your mustache grows and people pump your gas for you. It's you're amazing. You're like wearing a yeah. scarf or something, and, and, and well, you're wearing from. a flannel where you weren't before. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're not paying taxes. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Sales tax oh, or whatever. did I tell you that uh, we are in a two two week period now, uh, which might be over by now actually, uh, of, of when you were allowed to pump your own gas. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. Were there yeah. like accidents like all over and like burning people oh, crazy. with gas stations? Yeah, like, it's catastrophic. <laughs> it was worse than the coronavirus ever could have been. Yeah, totally. The Oregonians were allowed to pump their own gas mm -hmm. and. They didn't know that they couldn't smoke while they did that, and well, probably. See, the I secret guess. about living in they, Oregon—they forgot to turn off their cell phones. Like everyone knows, you turn off your cell phone when you're pumping gas. Right. Oregonians had no idea. They're all like messing with their Velcro shoes and stuff. <laughs> um, all right, dude. But the, well played. You know that, that great. you know that you've been living in Oregon for a while when you you actually like that people come and pump your gas for you. It's pretty sweet because you don't. Dude, I would love that. Don't have to get out of your car. Yeah. I would Good love stuff. that. <laughs> Man, quarantine changes a man, mm -hmm. and and an entire state apparently. Well, guys, uh, that's it. That's it for the uh, early show banter. Yeah, yeah. Right. pre-show. It's a good one. Show, Had to get it all out of the system. Yeah, it was good though. I mean, you know, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks since we've been able to catch up. Yeah, that's true. Other. That's true. So, uh, I think it was worth the time. Um, and uh, that's it. So let's talk about some news. Have we got some news? Um, I guess. Take us away yeah. to game news land. We got some real game news here. And um, it's going to be current stuff. I mean, it's stuff that, uh, you know, is important to you as the listener. And it's important to us as the host, for sure. I don't know about that. Look at oh, this list. Watch this. Not, watch this. There's not a lot on here that I'm going to make in. you care. Uh, listen to this. Uh, so Fortnite been breaking a lot of records and just broke a new record. All right, I'm back in. Yeah, for people like under under our age, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but Fortnite just did a, actually a really cool event this past week. In fact, just uh, was it yesterday? Something like that. Uh, I think it ran over like three days. They had like multiple sessions or something. I, I think it might still be going on. But it is a um, and they've done. I'm trying to think. They've done. Like, they're in-world events before, where it's like a comet's yeah. going to come and crash or whatever. This time, for I don't know what reason exactly, maybe like an Internet 2.0, 3.0, I don't 
three. What are what are we at right now? It's an internet 3.0 sort of thing. Um, they decided that, dot X. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> they decided that they wanted to have a an in-game musical extravaganza, like it's an audio-visual thing. This is not they've the done that first time they've done that, right? Yeah, they. What was the? They did big it with one? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Oh, that's right, Marshmallow. Yeah. Well. All these guys, like, they're all, like... Never mind. Way under like, my this radar. This is not even news anymore. Yeah, <laughs> throwing this in the garbage. <laughs> uh, no, but actually, I've watched some footage of this, and this is really cool. So, uh, this is a, a gentleman named Travis Scott. Um, and no I know, idea who this person no, is. No, no, I didn't. Uh, Blink-182. <laughs> He's the... That, that's the first thing I thought, too, but it's super not Travis Scott. <laughs> Travis Barker is the drummer, sir. Oh. <laughs> you know what? The first thing, I, first thing I thought of when I heard Travis Scott, I'm like, oh, the Blink-182 guy. <laughs> so country superstar Travis Scott. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, actually, so he's a rapper, I guess. And um, so they put together basically this this event, which is sort of a larger-than-life kind of thing. Basically, people can, they broke records. 12.3 million people logged into Fortnite to see this all at once. And uh, basically, it was this concert, this audio-visual concert, almost like something that Tetsuya Mizuguchi might might have done, Dale, uh, you know, Q, Q Entertainment, something like that, Rez, or, mm -hmm. or something like that. And uh, the guy basically does this rap R&B hip-hop show that goes on for about... You know, ten to fifteen minutes, and um, he appears like work? gigantic. Like, well, it's, no, it's not him guy? putting on the show, no, right? It's guys, like I'm telling you, you Fortnite. should look at this. Like, it's it, it's actually something that's really cool. So everybody just logs in and they're just watching, and this like portal opens, and it's kind of some music coming up. But then this dude shows up, and he does like all these stage rap moves, but he's like thirty stories tall, and he does, and it's real music. It's legitimate, you know, actual hip hop music, and um, and and then the, the sort of stages change over time. So at first, it's just like him kind of warping around and doing. Spit and his rhymes and whatever they do um but then it changes and suddenly everybody's underwater and everyone's swimming around and he's still there doing some different kind of singing and then the gravity changes and they go back but now everybody's like made of lights and stuff and it, it literally looks like something from like the end of res um then they go flying throughout outer space and all kinds of stuff and it's like a pretty good quality musical event i've got a question for this okay right off the bat i I want to know who's actually paying for this. Is it is this the rapper that's paying for it to promote himself, or is this Fortnite paying to do all this because they want people to be in their game? Yeah, I am not one hundred percent. Or is sure. it a combination of both? Here's the thing: it's not just Maybe? like, hey, someone decides to do this. Like, it is a big production. Whatever. That's they what do, I mean. It's like this. It obviously cost Fortnite developers and artists and everyone else who knows how much money did they put into this to make this a thing, right? I, I mean, I could see this being months and months of planning, probably like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they really have talked at Epic Games about this whole, you know, next version of the Internet kind of thing, the virtual web and stuff like that. And I, and I wonder if they're just trying to push some boundaries into, uh, you know, I mean, Fortnite is not on occasion. Fortnite is not just a game, I guess. And, and that, I think, is really what they're pushing for. Um, to what end? I don't know. They've probably got the money to spend. So and they're like, hey, this would be cool. Was there anybody going around killing everybody and getting a record? during this that show. would have been so cool they, they, they made that stop after the first event when everyone yeah all of the stuff now is like headbanging <laughs> emotes and like you can get this fire stick and kind of wave it around um but but yeah but, when you log on to these you actually can't even do any of that yeah the kineticism though of this event like when he would like touch down and like explode and like hey i'm travis scott like everybody would like fly up in the air you know you've seen stuff like that in fortnite before but i would imagine something like this i mean we've talked about in vr and stuff just like the presence of something and i think this kind of has the same sort of effect and and i would suggest that you know i i will admit my initial reaction to this was what's going 
going on here? This is new and stupid. You know, look at the old pioneers. And I mentioned, you know, Tetsuya Mizuguchi or, or um, uh, you know, any, any of those old uh, developers who kind of did some early stuff with music. This, to me, seems like it is a pretty pretty big deal and, and I think they did a really good job with it so I would commend it to you if you did not attend this or if you don't have really any interest in Fortnite or Travis Scott uh, or Travis Barker uh, go check this out check out some video footage or even just log into Fortnite it's free I think it's still going on for a couple days you can actually see this first firsthand um, but kind of kind of neat and I think it's uh, it means something but we don't know quite what yet I guess that's where we are with it um, similarly uh, and this is something that does kind of hark back to some of those older days but uh, Actually, Dale, you might recognize the name Segata Sanshiro. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. He, was, yeah, he yeah. was in all the Sega commercials. That's right. So he was sort of this, um, like, what? Kevin Butler Who are you people that, oh, yeah, I remember Segata oh, Sanshiro from Everybody those knows. Sega commercials. Oh, you'd know Segata this guy Sanshiro. If you, if you saw a picture of him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy. So he's sort of like this faky kind of over-the-top spokesperson for Sega products back in the 90s, and he was like this karate master, and he would, like... I don't know, suplex people for Sega, basically. <laughs> and it was like, it was very tongue-in-cheek, like, even at the time. And apparently Sega has something in mind for the Sanshiro clan, because uh, they've actually got a new ad with the son of Segata Sanshiro, Segashiro. And um, he is, uh, it's kind of a funny ad, because he's, like, going around school, he's, you know, got his uh, tie and uniform and that, and everyone's asking him, oh, is that a Switch? And he's like, no, it's a Sega. Uh, and uh, Was it a uh, Nomad or what? It was a Sega Game Gear. It was a Game Gear. Wow, and uh, Yeah, yeah. And then he's got, like, Sega Master System 3D glasses and a Sega Dio. You know, he's like, oh, it's a Sega. And, and everyone's like, oh. And then they ask him about his karate gi, and it's like his father's old gi. And he's, like, all sad. But then somebody shows up. Anyway, this whole thing, you should watch the, the video for this as well. But um, they're, they're going to bring back Sagata Sanshiro in some form. And they say that there's going to be more special content planned for June 3rd, 2020, which is the official 60th birthday of the founding of Sega. Um, so oh, yeah, I think that I, actor I think must be cool. about 60 by now, probably. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned that because the, the actor who plays young Sega Shiro yeah. is the actual son of the actor who played Segata Sanshiro. That's awesome. That's pretty weird and cool. That's, that's great yeah. nepotism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If your dad Segata Sanshiro, of course, you can get into some ads for Sega. Uh, anyway, so look forward to that. It actually looks really cool. They're fun little ads and uh, we like those. Uh, I've got a, some advanced notice here. Uh, something else that's coming in June, the PC gaming show. I think, I don't know if we've heard about any solid dates for E3 type um, events coming in June. E3 to, makeup events? Yeah, kind of, exactly. This is the first one that I believe that I've seen. I think everyone else has sort of said, oh yeah, we're going to be doing something. But we actually have here uh, the PC gaming show, which has been announced for Saturday, June 6th. Uh, it will broadcast along other gaming presentations. Maybe there's some other stuff that's going on that same day. Maybe everyone's just... Because that was generally the day that E3 stuff would be happening, too, was, you know, the first week in, uh, in June. So um, we're going to see some... Pro probably all the stuff that's going to be delayed for corona reasons uh, into 2022. Uh, so that'll be pretty great. Look forward to that. But we do have a date on it, so mark your calendar for June 6th for the PC Game Show. How much do you think that uh, video games... I mean, delaying a video game, like, how financially valid do you think that is i mean i the thing is i have to think a little bit about the last of us part two because i'm still trying to like wrap my head around that where they were thinking you know this was such a big launch for us we, we really wanted to roll it out our way but we nope. really need the physical sales like i guess like what the whole thing like they can't just have like yeah for some of you it's coming out and for some of you not but to them and, and the people at sony i mean whatever you think about any given game or what you think of them as a company they have people who know things right so they decided to to you know can the whole affair indefinitely right um so the answer to your question is i don't know <laughs> well 
I mean, Animal Crossing. I've been trying to find a physical copy of Animal Crossing, and they're gone. And I want to buy one for my daughter, and I don't want to buy it digitally because I want to be able to play it on my Switch, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the question is how much money. I don't think is... you can do that, actually, Legrand. I heard that uh, it's real picky about um, transferring systems. Transferring, yeah, even when you switch the what? cartridge out. Yeah, yeah. So the save games goes to the cartridge. Look into it. I thought it was that you only one person could make the island, and you couldn't have like multiple save games on the same switch. But why would yeah. the cartridge like? What if I want to sell the cartridge back? I've seen some sure. people playing online. I mean, you could probably wipe the cartridge at any point. Um, but I've seen some people online talking about like, it's being a little fiddly trying to switch back and forth between my Switch Lite and my normal Switch. Um, so there may be something. But to that's that. the same account, probably, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's I just, part of it. I the... just want to play the game on my Switch and while my daughter plays on her Switch. Well, so here's the thing. So the question is, uh, how much money is Nintendo losing by not being able to sell you that copy that you want right now? $60. That's it. So it's about 60 bucks that companies are losing. How to. many people, though, are yeah, right. in my boat? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly. the question. Yeah, right. Uh, so the answer is I don't know. But Well, the problem is, is it sold out everywhere, though. It sold out at stores. So even if it was not a pandemic, I can't, I can't even physically order one from Amazon or Best Buy or GameStop or anything. They're just gone, right? So even if stores were still open... Would stock be in? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then the uh, the other the other thing is the hardware itself. There's a big uh, bottleneck on that too. So that's right. Yeah. So as far as is it is it better for a company to dribble out what they can or to you know wait and do nothing until they can actually do what they had planned for? I don't know. You know. Uh, Tell I you what, Final Fantasy VII remake came out and it did just great on that PlayStation Four. Yeah, more expensive suits than mine uh, make those kinds of decisions, so I don't know. Uh, but here's another thing that we, we may not know about is the security and the current status of Nintendo's online service. Uh, this past week, Nintendo says up to 160,000 Nintendo accounts may have been compromised in a hack. Uh, none of your payment information, according to what I've seen, has been compromised, but they have gotten things like uh, date of birth, nicknames, country, region, email address, and the gender associated with the Nintendo IDs. Uh, may have been exposed. Uh, they are not releasing more information because I guess they are still investigating the exposure itself. Interesting timing is here that like the day before, just real, real like abruptly right before Nintendo had said, well, we're, we're going to be rolling out two-factor authentication. And I would be willing to bet, I, I don't know what that means, but it kind of seems to me like somebody had the keys to Nintendo's back door. And once they said, oh, we're going to be rolling out two-factor authentication, they pulled the trigger. Uh, because Maybe. that was their that was their time to do it is my my best guess. Um, Nintendo in the meantime though is disabling all access for their Nintendo online account logins. Um, I have not tried in the last couple of days to log in on Nintendo online, but uh, if you're playing Animal Crossing or whatever and, and having some trouble with that, I guess that would be uh, related to that. So uh, Nintendo will be keeping us advised as more goes on. But if you are having any trouble accessing your online stuff through Nintendo, that probably has something to do with it. Uh, one of the possible side effects of some of this sort of activity, canceling games and malcontents out there on the internet, is that uh, you could have the very delicate plot points of a very large upcoming video game out there on the internet in an unauthorized manner, spoiling the contents for any unwary passerby. And that's exactly what appears to have happened to The Last of Us 2, which um, I don't think we've got a lot of information about this. I have seen some unwarranted speculation on the internet that it might be a disgruntled developer who doesn't maybe agree that the game should have been held up, um, releasing dev builds of cutscenes and things like that. That's messed but up. 
Yeah, it is kind of messed up. I mean, that I don't know if that's true or not. And I was looking to see if anybody has any more specific detail about it. Um, but this uh, was put on a, I believe it was put on a YouTube page, which has been, been very quickly summarily taken down. Um, the, um, the contents are unknown to me, but we've heard of people doing things like sending random messages to people, posting spoilers. Psst, um, Ellie dies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The same same stuff as always. Um, but that is something that happened, and um, I guess we've actually had leaked footage for The Last of Us Part Two before. Um, and again, we don't really have any information about when the game is actually going to be coming out. So um, this is this is what we would call an uninoculated virus of spoilers uh, going out going around out there. So just uh, remain at home. We're going to have you quarantine away from these uh, spoilers. Uh, remember, they may affect the elderly more than they will affect you. So even if you are not yourself symptomatic uh just i know, thought you're still of, talking about spoilers I, I was talking about spoilers um so uh let's let's talk about some good online news uh red dead redemption 2 is apparently coming to the xbox game pass in may what yeah wow. that's oh a gosh. big deal i'm very happy about that is it for pc or just for xbox one uh, according to this, it is, uh, well, actually, they're going to be, first of all, they're going to be replacing Grand Theft Auto V, which is kind of an important thing, is that if you were using, which in and of itself. Oh, is that on, is that on PC Xbox Game Pass? Uh, it I says so. Xbox Game Pass for console is what it says uh -huh. here. Um, so it doesn't say specifically if there's any other PC-related stuff. There is no Grand Theft Auto on PC Xbox Game Pass. Oh, there you go. So it's a good thing I said the right answer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's going to be rotating out, uh, GTA five, rotating in Red Dead Redemption two, That's uh, which, cool. which means game. that I can now play that game and listen to some music and say, yeah, I'm really glad I've got the records for the music to Red Dead Redemption two. I've heard that. Bro, I listen, I've been listening to the score quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I got mine too. Uh, that score comes with a nice big, did you get the big shirt with it too? I did. It's size large. It fits yeah, it's perfect. real large. I'm, uh, I use and it's it for nice. Pajamas. It's actually a good, well-made shirt. What, what does the shirt look like? It's got a picture of some man with guns on the front big old legrand mustache <laughs> on there oh he's uh, got like a, it's like at least three times as big as mine yeah uh I, you know i can pull my knees up in it and like kind of roll around it's not that big it's size large <laughs> how big are you i don't know I'm, I'm 180 pounds i check that out that's no good uh -oh. but yeah uh, so anyway, uh, look forward to that. We don't have the date on that. Uh, actually, we do. May 7th is the date that that's going to be uh, coming out. So that's great. Clear your calendars for May 7th. You can play that for at least five hours before you stop. Yeah. Like everyone else. Yeah, there you go. It's kidding. It's really good. I, it's a game just like The Witcher and just like Cyberpunk's going to do. It's just I just want to play it and I probably just won't. I think in, in five hours you can probably see about like a, a 20th of Red Dead Redemption 2 or something, probably. Oh, I know, dude. For me, I've got to clear a bunch of space on my hard drive. i got, like, Doom that I downloaded on there. It's like 90 gigabytes or something. Yeah, we should play that instead. I would play that. We should play that. Uh, so, also in the rotation here, we've got GeForce Now, which we talk about because I really like GeForce Now. And uh, they're rotating out some stuff because of, I don't know, bad snootitude. Uh, from Microsoft Game Studios. F now. off all these guys. I know. Me. It is completely illegitimate. So basically the idea from developers who are pulling out of GeForce now is we should have control over the platforms that our games F appear on. off. It's a PC. It's Assholes. literally running and you have to authenticate <laughs> your actual account yeah, you, on it's not a like remote PC. That pisses I me agree. off. I agree. I agree. And I don't even too. use it and it still grinds my gears. I, it really I, makes me mad. It's the worst. But uh, they will continue to you I don't know, see GeForce now as a platform. I see it as a means to play PC games. It's like a PC remote desktop connection to a exactly. really nice computer. It's yeah. not. It's not a platform. It's a PC, which and, is the and platform. I, I suspect that Nvidia. Is you just bought being, it on. 
Yeah, yeah. I suspect that NVIDIA is being cautious about it because, I mean, if you do, you know, it's probably easier just to say, okay, fine, we'll take it off and go through, you know, a big legal battle trying to fight for your right to party. Well, maybe the problem is is that they have the software downloaded themselves somewhere. Yeah, know, there, there could be some... And, and maybe that's it. Maybe they're just going to figure it out. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, if they decided, like, hey, we're going to do it no matter what you say. If, like, if they're finally like, yeah, we checked with our lawyers and this is cool and we're going to do it. That would be great. I would applaud. I yeah. think that would be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. Because, yeah, like you said, you so you log into your own Steam account you mm-hmm. fire up the game, authenticating and validating your personal license that you own, and they're mm-hmm. not allowing them to do this. Yep. And uh, so the, uh, the the people that are rotating out this time, and there have been a few of them, um, the uh, Microsoft Game Studios people, I don't even know what they had on there. Because um, it's not like you could play stuff from the Xbox app or, or anything like that. But uh, anyway, Microsoft is leaving as of like... Halo Wars on Yeah, Steam. maybe something like that. <laughs> and they're rotating in a bunch of Ubisoft stuff. Ubisoft is very Sunset friendly Sunset Overdrive the they had on there? Maybe that was... Oh, one. yeah, that could be. That could be. Uh, so Ubisoft has uh, been very open about this and they're all for it. Um, also, Warner Brothers, I believe, is is uh, taking some stuff off. The Batman Arkham games, uh, the Middle Earth games, and a bunch of Lego games. Ubisoft's yeah. like, yo, guys, play our games. Like, that's what yes. we want you to do. Buy our Absolutely. games. If you buy them to play them on play this platform, them on this, yep. who cares? You're yep. selling a game. Yep. I agree. Stupid. I agree. So everybody kind of keep your eye prized on that. Um, NVIDIA also has announced that they will not be charging for the Founders program, the $5 a month program until June. Previously, that was going to start this month, I believe. Uh, so you get another couple months of freebies on that. I highly recommend trying out that platform. I like it a lot. Um, in fact, I got a, uh, I, I made a, I made a visor out of a box of crackers. Uh, specifically to do that so that's how much i like it uh so and then the last item we've got in the news this week is uh, actually something from a a couple months ago but i saw this uh john bolding over at pc gamer uh, posted this on pc gamer and i thought this was kind of neat uh there is a documentary that has been made about a an early access war game uh but kind of based loosely on world war ii and somebody went in and made a ken burns style documentary about one of the conflicts it's an isometric kind of a top-down kind of shooting sort of game. So it's not a first-person World War II shooter. Um, it looks almost a little bit more like Company of Heroes, except I think you just control a guy or a vehicle and, and you just go to town. Um, but they did this whole, like, 45 minutes, broken into three parts, this 45-minute affair on this particular conflict where one of the, the two um, nations involved decides whether they are going to bomb with, a like, a giant missile, like a hydrogen bomb, this town... Um, and, and how their entire faction falls apart for that. And it's really interesting because they're interviewing people who were participating in different, you know, engagements during the uh, conflict and the leadership. And, you know, they, they sort of assemble it like a Ken Burns kind of thing where it's like, my dearest Martha, it has been three days, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And they do the whole thing. And it's actually pretty interesting, even though it's like this, this particular conflict took place last year. It's well, well done with. Um, it is interesting to hear the players actually talk about this. And it's not like they're, they're dramatizing it or anything. It's, you know, you're, you're talking to like, you know, XX smokes mad blunts 420 XX. And he's like, oh yeah, man, this, you know, and, and they actually just like interview people to talk about. It. It's actually really kind of fun. Uh, so I would, if you have a few minutes that are free uh, to go out and check that out, I, I think it's a really clever little thing. And, and I actually think it would be kind of a neat thing to see in more games, like a documentary of like, you know what I'd love to see it on is something like Eve Online. Oh, that'd be super cool. Yeah. Where is they're like, oh, already out there somewhere, probably. Uh, there, there might be something like that. But for example, there was a thing in EVE Online a few weeks ago where some dude decided he was going to take the most expensive haul of cargo into No Man's Zone, and he just got blown apart. And apparently it was like the biggest real money loss oh, that, yeah, that anybody that. has ever suffered in that game. I would love to see the documentary about stuff like that or like the biggest war or whatever. Huh. I'd love to see the EVE Online What did he think was going to happen? 
I don't know. I guess he thought he was going to sneak by, but, you know, guess not. Uh, so check that out. Uh, video game documentary on the game. I didn't mention the game's name. It is called Foxhole. Uh, still in early access, and if you want to get into some documentary-type stuff, uh, maybe look you know, for a $20 game of Foxhole and get in on that yourself. And, guys, that's all the news we've got for this week. All right. Well, for news releases, courtesy of tech-gaming.com. Their website came back up, by the way. Oh, great. Uh, I've pulled some new releases for you to hear about. First on the list, XCOM Chimera Squad. Heck this yeah. game's on sale right now. It's brand new. It's on sale for $10. And it's well worth Steam. it, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, spoilers. Okay. Dale wants to talk about that on Wednesday. So, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Apparently, it's well worth the $10. Is it worth $50? Um, I don't know about 50. Maybe. It's, is, it, it's, is it worth as much as a standard XCOM game? Almost, maybe, I think. Wow. It's, See, it's I was under the impression it was good. sort of like a Half-Life 2 Episode 1 kind of thing. Well, like I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I haven't gotten all the way through it or anything, but um, I would say it seems kind of like um, pared down. You can tell that the budget is a little bit lessened because instead of like the full-on CG cutscenes of like the characters talking, they're doing like JRPG like portraits of like a guy standing with his arms crossed and then like uh, saying, and then he's got like an angry face yeah and then but it is voice acted you know um it's cool and uh in a few other respects it's got like a smaller scale than something like xcom or xcom 2 or even you know like one of the expansions or whatever um but it's also i mean it seems like the campaign is going to be about as long as a normal one and it really changes around a few things about how you play it. So, I mean, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if I'd say it's like full game price and, and indeed they did release it at 20, right? Um, at 20, I think it's kind of a bargain. I think this is maybe even more like 30, wow. $35 range hmm. stuff. I, I don't know. Wow. But it, it is roll, cool. Man. XCOM Chimera Squad. Also another tactics game, Gears Tactics. This is a, a tactics game in the Gears of War universe. And so. I really want to try this out too, actually. So I've so heard it's I. good. I'm inclined to just kind of like turn up my nose at it, but I've heard it's good. Well, ex- tactics games are built on waist-high cover, and that's what this game is. <laughs> yeah, exactly, about. and that's what Gears, Gears is all of about. Gears of War. <laughs> um, I, I read uh, the, uh, the review by a, a voice that I really trust in the PC strategy tactics uh, lane, which is uh, one Rob Zachney, uh, mm-hmm. and he seemed to like it, so... Uh, I was like, oh, this sounds pretty cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that it's out at some point. It's on Tuesday, I and mean, it's on Game Pass. So if you have that service. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, I, and I do, Might and I believe well it's going to be on PC as well. So I, I think I will yep. end up checking this out pretty soon. So. Yep, might as well. Yep. Might as well. Um, Pong Quest. This, yes, I said Pong. This is Pong, RPG with Pong combat. Uh, Trials <laughs> of Mana. This is the remastered version of that on the Nintendo Switch. Play that if you like that. A uh, game called Moving Out. This is a game by the guys that made Overcooked and Overcooked 2. Uh, but the premise is that you're moving things. Like you're a moving Up and company. down stairs and through doorways. and Yeah. Uh, it's probably co-op-y and cute, just like the other one was. I so bet I don't it's know fun. I play that. Yeah. I bet it is, too. And a game called Predator Hunting Grounds. This is a game by the dudes that made the Friday the 13th, I believe. Or is oh. it Dead by Daylight? One of the two. Oh. I think it might be Friday the 13th, guys. So it's one of those uh, asynchronous... asynchronous Asymmetrical, yeah. Where there's like one bad guy. Where the, the yeah, the the predator does like all the cool stuff, but then you've got like six space marines and yeah. They've tried to make games like this. There's lots. How many of these games have come out that have never really gained oh, yeah. much traction? If if you go back to like Alien versus Predator in like 1990 something, I mean they've had. I, but I, even that a, wasn't a cool like idea. this. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm talking that. 
that one game that came out that everyone thought was going to be really cool uh, three years ago, four years ago? There was like one guy who was like the monster and then five guys that were trying to hunt oh, him down. Well, there was like Evolve. Is that the one Evolve, that's about? what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of the one that kind of kicked this whole thing off and made it kind of... Yeah. I would say it was... Yeah, in like the, the last one v four type of you know multiplayer. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Predator hunting grounds in our rad switch game titles These are two games that you may recognize even the uh, the name of these, but uh, I had to write them down here because the names are just ridiculous. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Four Road to Boruto. <laughs> Congratulations to Naruto finally making it. That's pretty good. Uh, here at the Game Bite Show, Rad Switch Game Titles Naruto, you That's can right. do anything, baby. And I like this yours? one too. Uh, off-road racing buggy X ATV X moto. I'm assuming that's supposed to be like a cross, cross like yeah. buggy like cross. versus ATV why the X. Like what, I, I want to believe that it's like a baby buggy versus ATV yeah. versus off-road racing buggy X ATV X moto. I saw all the X's and I'm like, yeah, this is ridiculous, and it's also radical. Therefore, it's going in the Red Switch Game Titles.com section. Confirmed. Yeah. Uh, XCOM 2's got a free weekend you can play for the next few days up till April 30th I've also been playing it's also that on sale recently and that is also a very good game it's on sale for like 10 bucks the base game of XCOM 2 get so it. get that I guess right now uh, and buy Chimera Squad for 10 more dollars you might as well that's some good Go playing in. right there uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 is free on a bunch of different things you can pick it up on Steam you can buy it get it on the Playstation 4 Blah, blah, blah. PC, you like Pac-Man. I, yeah. I actually really like these games. Um, I, I like Pac-Man a lot. Pac-Man is one is the first video game that I ever played in my life. Really? Uh, Pac-Man on the Atari 800. And uh, I, I like Pac-Man. I like Pac-Man. I think my, I like Pac-Man too. On, on the, if on I could buy one arcade cabinet for my house, it would be Miss Pac-Man. That's what it would oh, be. Oh, wow. How about that? And the other yeah. thing about Pac-Man Championship Edition is, is it was the first that I can think of. If I'm thinking back, it was the first game where a Japanese company allowed somebody to go back and completely remake an old, like, uh, you know, institution of an IP into something completely different, and it just worked brilliantly. It was so good. It was so much yeah. fun. And the second one was fun, too. I think I have that one on the Xbox. Yeah, well, get it on everything now. I mean, whatever. Might as well get it. Uh, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and Crashlands are going to be free on the Xbox. Or, no, sorry, on the Epic Game Store. Like, you know what? Listen, just maybe, like, once a week. Just make it a habit Sunday nights to just log into every every platform you have and see yeah, what they're giving away. Because save us our breath and just chances are Twitch has got something, uh, Epic's got something, Steam may have something. And by by the way, uh, stay tune into our Discord channel because by golly, we are always posting deals and free games on that all the time. We we'll keep, keep on you up to date. Yeah. We may not catch them all here, but they'll always be in the Discord channel all week long. All the deals uh, fit to print. We're we're making a we're having a Jeremy Lamont challenge where we're only playing games that are on their free weekend. Uh, we're gonna. Give it I've a actually given a second thought to that. Like, <laughs> you could do it. That's the you Jeremy. That's the Jeremy way. Like right now, you'd be playing a lot of XCOM too. That's yeah, you'd be exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's no, right. Perfectly fine. Uh, and that's all that stuff for you guys tonight. Real good. Uh, well, for our topic of discussion this evening, uh, Jeremy thought of a really good one because he was doing something in the last few days that he immediately thought about when he was thinking of a topic tonight, and that is watching video game documentaries. So, yeah. what uh, what video game documentaries have you watched? And I'll, I'll just kick it off right quick by saying uh, a grip of ones that I've seen, um, and I'm pretty sure I recall there being like making of stuff it, way back in like the P 
PS1 days. Like there were certain games and I'm thinking of like the Lunar, the Silver Star story, where if you got like the collector's edition re-releases of those games, I'm pretty sure those had those like documentaries built in. But um, the one that really came to mind, uh, and I guess there's been a few actually, but um, when Metal Gear Solid 4 was released... If you got the collector's edition for the, the PlayStation 3 at that time, it came with a completely separately packaged uh, Blu-ray documentary, which was all about the development of that game. Uh, and it had um, Ryan Payton, who was uh, a guy that was working on that game that would go on to found his own studio later and do uh, that game Republic or Republic. Republic. Uh, that, you know, I, I think it did come out, but not too much of fanfare. But he, he had like also worked on Halo and stuff. Um, anyway, that was a really good an interesting documentary. And since I mentioned Halo, do you guys recall in the days, the heady days of uh, the Xbox Live, of, of Xbox 360, um, when they would release these like Halo vid doc uh, things that were basically exactly what we're talking about. They were documentaries of the, you know, the development of Halo 3 or Halo Reach or ODST or whatever it was. I, I do vaguely where they were like, oh, we're going to keep you interested by here's what we're working on this time or Well, or and these were like documentaries that were produced by Bungie like in-house, uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in cooperation with the Xbox team or whatever. But those were actually really well done and, and pretty interesting. So um, I think there's you know, and, and then I'll try not to just cover everything, but uh, I'll let you guys speak a little bit. But there has there's been a kind of a a nice history of this um, documentarian stuff, and it and it goes along to this day, like uh, especially on you know via like YouTube and things. But uh, anyway, go ahead with uh, some of your own examples. I I was actually just going to ask you uh, because you know mentioning making of because because there's two ways that I think of this topic. One is like making of development diaries and and things like that. Um, One thing that that you kind of made me think of, and I don't know why, but the uh, the the final hours of whatever embedded with the with the development studio Mm -hmm. and documenting there. Yeah, the Jeff Keighley ones. I watched the Mass Effect uh, three one of those, or was it two? Oh, did he Uh do one of those? For Mass yeah, I actually, I actually bought. I think I actually paid money for it because the the one that he did for Jeff Keighley did for Mass Effect Two, I think, was on huh. iPad. He actually had to buy it for like five bucks or ten bucks or something, but it was like a fully interactive iPad app that took you through this. Yeah, there was video, there was audio, there was obviously a lot of text and pictures and stuff like that. But hmm. interesting, that was an interesting thing. So, so that's one kind, but then there's also like the sort of culture documentaries. And I'm thinking here about stuff like, cause, cause one Kong. of the ones that comes, yeah, exactly. That's the one that comes right to my mind which uh, one? Is, is King of Kong. Yeah. Uh, same. And, um, which is weird because that thing, like it blew up for a, for a little while. And then now I don't even know where to get it anymore. It's a Netflix thing, isn't it? I don't think it's on Netflix. Maybe not. I don't think I don't so. Know. I couldn't even buy a DVD when I was looking for it. And you know, it's whether how you feel about that particular topic. I mean, there you know, people sort of know like, oh, it's a kill screen. It's a kill screen. I was actually thinking about that for some reason while I was washing dishes the other night. I'm like, oh, kill screen. I was thinking about uh, I, I Billy Mitchell's a... hot sauce when I was cooking something. The other yeah, day. Billy Mitchell. Yeah. I, I was at a comic con in 2013, and I met Steve Weeby and the other dude, the the referee guy. What's his name? Oh, Arthur something did he die recently uh, or a year or two ago he, I think what he did. did he no yeah. so I, one of those guys on facebook what's his name one of those <laughs> guys for some reason him bag. and i are friends on facebook can't remember that guy's uh, name um walter it, walter not arthur that's twin right. yes, galaxy that's right. walter day yep 
Um, so, so the, the other one that comes to my mind when it comes to those kinds of documentaries, did you guys ever watch Indie Game, the movie about basically about Fez? No, I never, I never watched did. that because I didn't mm. care about Fez. Yeah. I actually thought that was a really good one too. And I know some people kind of have strong opinions about Phil Fish, either positive or negative. Um, that was another really interesting one. Is he still one. around? Somewhere. I mean, he's not public anymore. He's sort of, when people kind of, I think he did something about Fez too and people made him mad and I gotta say, I mean, it really at least gave me some idea about how someone's personality may or may not be well suited to the, the modern age of public social game media. development. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having to have um, a personality is maybe doesn't fit with some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a couple that come right to my mind. Um, one is, and Dale and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, but this is... Um, I don't want to call it unofficial, but I sort of think about these a little bit differently. But a while ago, there used to be a website for, for those of you who are young. Uh, you may not remember, but there was a website called GameTrailers.com. Oh, uh, yeah. And do you remember the retrospective series that the they one, would have? The Zelda one was amazing. Yeah, and the, the Final Fantasy one. was one. really good, too. Yeah, and they would do, and they weren't small. They were like an hour long or something, each no. of these installments. The, the Zelda one was like four episodes that were like an hour long each. Listen, the one for the Final Fantasy one, they did one for every mainline game in the Final Fantasy series. And they were excellent. They were really well done. Yeah. I don't know where, if anywhere, you can find those anymore. But I mean, at the time, for me, the PlayStation 3 was, was pretty new. And it was like, oh, it's got a web browser built in and you can download videos to it. So I would just like queue up. I'd go to GameTrailers.com through the in-console browser and like you could hit the download button and I would just download you know, 30 of these, of these uh, retrospective videos from game trailers and I would just watch them. And uh, those were some real good ones. I mean, they gave they're me on a YouTube. lot. I just found one. Oh, great. Hey, they're guys. still there. Yeah. Go check those out. Um, in that similar vein, uh, but much more recently, there's the, um, the guy, Danny O'Dwyer, who I think he worked at GameSpot for a while, but then he, he went on to do his own YouTube channel and he's done a bunch of these, like um, the sort of thing where he embeds with a development team for, you know, a few months and cooks up a really cool documentary. And among the ones that I've seen that he's done were um, uh, one on Spelunky, which I thought was really interesting. But oh. then he did a multi-part series on like the reinvention of Final Fantasy fourteen after the initial launch and then like all through up through um, A Realm Reborn and everything, which was also just super fascinating. So hmm. I really recommend checking that out. I've actually got something kind of similar to that. Do you remember over at One Up, the One Up Show people? It was um, oh, yeah. uh, Ryan O'Donnell and, and Matt Shanderday and those guys. They started a little production company uh, called uh, Area Five, I think, right. and they embedded with Naughty Dog for the for The Last of Us, and uh -huh. uh, they did they did something called Grounded, the making of The Last of Us. And uh, I found that I have really that. interesting. I never too. watched it though. Yeah, I would recommend watching Is it. it. Good? Um, yeah, they talk about how they came up with the idea for stuff and some of the books that they referenced, like The World Without Humans. Amazon. I have it on Amazon too. I think it must have been free there it must at some have been point. Free or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and it actually is really good because they're like, oh, you know, we looked at books where people would do speculative. Uh, you know, assessments of how long would it take for nature to reclaim the world and what kinds of things would stop immediately if people just stopped working them and, and what would explode and, and those kinds of things. And I found that stuff uh, really interesting too. Uh, and then there was another one uh, that, that um, is sort of escaping me now, but the one where they digging, was it not digging in the carts, but the one where they uh, go find the... Um, oh, the Atari ET one? Yes. Yeah. Well, I can't <laughs> think of the title of it off the top of my head, but that one actually... Uh, was really yeah. neat too, and you know they have some really great moments in these. It's it's not only you know, I, I, I let me be like straight up. Atari if, if, game over. Game over. That's that's the one. That's the one. Um, if you if you like listening to us talk about video games, and if you're listening to this, I assume that you do. Um, getting 
immersed or consuming some of this stuff is a great way to like get your bearings on the who's and what's and how's and when's of video games because the developmental stories behind those and you know who's tied to what and and you know this is where they came up with the idea for this and this is how how long it took them to make it oh i want to see the death stranding making of why that'll be interesting (laughs) i i think part, part of the interesting thing with seeing these types of games is seeing where those games came from like original early footage of games that you may know and love, or maybe something was being built for the we would think about some of those games. Like, uh, I don't want to say Duke Nukem, but Duke Nukem was an example. Final fantasy 15, for example, where they took a decade of development across multiple platforms originally built for the PlayStation three ultimately came out or PlayStation two, even then came out on the PlayStation four or that era, you know, and I think it's really fascinating to see some early footage of video games, Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's I, fascinating. I, I saw, I mean, in that same vein, and, and I don't know if there was a whole documentary about this, but even you can find little snippets of things like the the capture footage that they did to get the, the rotoscoping for Mortal Kombat characters, you know, the jumping and how they had them like up on these pedestals and they would take a picture of them or, or, or Jordan Mechner's little brother doing the original movements that he eventually animated into the Prince of Persia, you know, the original Prince of Persia game. Or, or I saw <laughs> yeah. something something just recently, um, I can't think of the guy's name, I'm, I'm blanking on it, but the guy who made... Um, out of this world um, just apparently joined Twitter and he was showing Eric a video Chai, right? Eric Chai that's right and he was showing this video did you see this Dale where he had like this toy car from the it's sort of like the oh, intro yeah, animation that. for the game and he was just showing how he would like take this car and like slide it across the floor and eventually that became this animation of, of the opening um, of, of the open, yeah exactly <laughs> and that stuff I think is fascinating there's still stuff that I have not seen that I'd really like to one of the ones that's top on my list uh, is the one that they did for the new God of War called uh, you Raising, haven't seen that yet? Raising Kratos I haven't seen it you didn't um, watch that? Oh no, gosh, I'd really so like to good. see it. I want to see it. You were the I one who told me one. about it. I know, I know. <laughs> I just, I haven't, I haven't made my way over there. You told um, me about it right after I finished God of War. Like you got to watch this documentary, bro. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna watch it tonight, and I watched it. And you haven't even watched I have, it. No, I didn't. I didn't tell you I liked it. I just said, hey, there's this documentary. Um, no, but that, you're like, dude, bro, there's this documentary. It's, super it's so cool. good. Oh, I love it. Uh, no, but I, I did not see that one. Um, I think that's wow, the first. I, I feel like I, I don't know if I can ever trust your opinions on things anymore. You can trust my opinions on everything. I mean, I might be making them up, but <laughs> no, I, I definitely did not did not it see was, it. Hey, but. listen, it was really good, guys. For the record, <laughs> the God of War documentary was really good. Yeah, that I mean, that's another one where that like, was fascinating I, to watch because you see that uh, that main producer guy go from just Cor- to watch the transformation of people over six years making a video game. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, what what I've heard is that the idea of all these different departments who have no idea what the finished product is going to look like, and they're all like, I don't know if this is even going to be good, <laughs> and it comes together in like the best possible way. I mean, that stuff is is really amazing. It's the same reason why I mean, when that that whole uh, you know story came out about the anthem development it's basically oh. you know learning about that stuff is would be fascinating in video form as yeah. well yeah right? oh Just absolutely seeing, put all that stuff together into god you know absolutely. i'm gonna go up into my when instead of watching marvel movies tonight like i i think i'm done with what i want to watch yeah with those <laughs> yeah i You're think i'm gonna watch those uh, i'm gonna watch the final fantasy retrospective that game they're really ones. Oh, it's all really on good. youtube dude i'm gonna watch it yeah those i have seen and they're real good Dale, anything on your radar that uh, you haven't seen yet that maybe you're kind of interested in seeing? Um, Put you on the spot. I'm sure there. there's a bunch of stuff out there. Um, in fact, I think there might be something like CD Projekt Red did around one of the Witcher games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Either three or maybe something else. But, or, and they're probably doing stuff for Cyberpunk, too. I'd kind of like to see some of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, of course, we know that there are many more documentaries out there that we haven't talked about, and if you have seen one that particularly tickles your fancy, we'd love to hear from you about that. Uh, if any of these that we've talked about are interesting to you, tell us about that stuff, too. Uh, you can let us know all about those things out on social media. You can find us collectively at GameBytes Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. You can also find our fourth man, Jared Redeye Dunn, over at R-E-D underscore I. Find him over at twitch.tv slash show. You can find him streaming once or possibly twice a week there. Different video games, uh, cool little things that you might have otherwise missed. Uh, subscribe and get notified when we go live there. And of course, uh, you can find us at GameBiteShow.com, where you'll find a link to that Discord that LeGrand was talking about a little bit earlier. That's where you can really be up to date on the, the kind of hour-to-hour freebies that we're scrounging up there for you. And, you know, you can also let us know some of the freebies that you've found, you freeloaders. Um, but uh, you can check us out there again at GameByteShow.com along with a back catalog of all of our podcasts. Subscribe there, refer your friends. Uh, let them know that these guys who watch some documentaries are pretty good uh, talking about video games on a podcast show. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, we're back on our regular rotation. I'm feeling well again, so we'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the video games that we have been playing. Look forward to that in just a few days. But until then, this has been your Game Byte Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Be seeing you.